Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Okay, that looks fine to me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. When was the fucking last time we did a, a Bits and Pieces? So I can tell you that. At least I can tell you when we released it. Uh, first of all, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Will and Jason here from the Good Anime Palette Podcast. If you hear anything going on in the background, it's because it's a hot as fuck day today. So we got the aircon air going. So uh, And because it's Bits and Pieces. So it's like casual as fuck. Freestyle. Uh, it's uh, November 23rd, oh 2021. It's been four months. Oh, over four months. Yeah. Wow. I think, honestly, like, we, we, we do want to do, like, more BPs. I think the issue is sometimes, like, timing doesn't work out great. Um, we are, like, starting to stack up more and more, like, double recordings um, just because we, we already have scheduled After Darks uh, every couple of weeks. Um, so it does make it a little more difficult to sort of plan. I guess the whole point is like, we're not supposed to plan out a BP anyway, but even then it's like, what do we talk about? Like, how do we like go about doing this? Um, sometimes it's just, it's, it's kind of hard to just on the fly shoot the shit. Yeah. And we don't want, in fact, the past couple of times we have been recording, we had the intention of recording a bits and pieces, but then it just was just like, are you tired? I'm tired. Or we don't have time or like what is there to talk about i don't know and then we just don't do it so it's not necessarily like it's both the blessing and a curse of being so casual and off and the cuff free, right like, of bits and pieces exactly it, it's it's i guess it's kind of like how we go about you know doing our our anime watching as well that like you have so much anime and manga out there to consume that means like literally you can just pick something up and start reading and watching but at the same time like what what guides your direction to making that choice yeah so I actually have no idea what we're going to talk about. Uh, the last BP that we actually recorded, we ditched because, well... There was a, there was a couple of um, sensitive topics in there that probably wouldn't have sat well with most people. So it's better just to shelf it and maybe release it another date or maybe never release. Um, we still have it, so yeah. It's, 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 in the, it's in the archives, for sure. It's in the vault. Yeah. Actually, I, I do want to ask, actually, like in, in terms of, you know, like, let's say before even going into the, like, podcast watching and recording stuff right there was obviously a time when you were just watching anime like for pure leisure and pleasure right so what what's kind of guided your direction in picking shows is it, it's like it, it's always easy just to be like getting off of like friends recommendations or looking at malice and seeing what like the top rated stuff is but so it's like for me like i've probably watched like 30 maybe even 35 of the like the the highest rated uh, anime of all time on my anime list but that doesn't always work out because at some point you will either you know hit a stop or like there's some stuff that it's so old that it doesn't like legally stream anymore so like how, how do you go about like picking something to watch so uh recently even before the inception of this podcast or even before i met will uh the way that i would go about anime there first of all there wasn't hard there's basically zero manga unless if i really want to continue from where the anime left off and i knew that there won't be a season renewal of anything or it might be a while before like you get like, you may have just finished like a fresh season and it might be a while before anything new came out anime wise right but the manga is ongoing yeah and uh my policy at that time for manga was it would only be used to continue an anime series that won't get renewed and the series has to be finished i mean that's just a personal rule because i didn't want to sit at a point and then have to wait because i will at that time don't care about manga that much i could see from that perspective I, I, I guess for me it's like manga for me was always like if 
the source is better than the anime itself, then yeah, sure, I would definitely check it out. That doesn't always work out that way. For example, like Fate Stay Night, like I'm not going to be playing the visual novel anytime soon because one, I've already finished the anime, and two, like I just don't really like playing visual novels. It's just not really my thing. But for example, like when it comes to um, like Golden Kamui. Right, watching the first season and then comparing it to the manga, I was like, well, the manga is actually a lot richer in lore and story and character development. I mean, they cut a character or something, they, right? They cut out one specific arc that actually was very enjoyable to read. It is kind of fucked up, but it's like, like for like the real like diehard fans of Golden Kamui, like they always talk about that specific character, and it feels like you're just missing out if you don't know what they're talking about. So I, I'm kind of glad that like there's just some things. I mean, like for, fuck, dude. Like I I read Tokyo Ghoul and didn't watch it because of very very apparent reasons that I've discussed like in our After Darks. It just throughout this whole podcast. So, so that's kind of how manga was for me, but I guess now it's a little bit different because there are, th- for example, like there's some some series um, that don't have anime adaptations, like Chainsaw Man. It, before we, there was even an adaptation announced, saw it, read it. I mean, I read Fire Punch as well. So it it it, it started changing, but I have to admit that most of the time when it comes to manga, for me, it's more to see if there's a better version of the anime or a continuation of an anime that I've been watching. So similarly with Will, my manga c- consumption has basically increased exponentially, dramatically, however you want to call it, to the point where I would say the consumption of anime to the consumption of manga is one-to-one. Um I mean, 300 chapters in three weeks, right? Yeah, I just kept going. And the fact that, like, my research uh, job is, as a research assistant, is very flexible in terms of hours because it's just get it done by this time. But I don't care if you get it all done now or at the last minute as long as it's done. So, and also staying at home due to COVID, right? Like, you you have nowhere to go. And I'm I'm an introvert and likes to stay at home. So, to me, it's, like, very natural to just consume stuff while I wait for... COVID to blow over and to record. Right. So so how do you go about picking stuff there? Are you looking at tags? Are you looking at like followship? Are you looking at maybe the like, track records of specific artists that like, oh, I've liked that work before. So say for example, it's like, oh, uh, we really like um, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man, Man and then and, Fire Punch, right? And therefore we have to re look back. Actually, I still now don't care too much about authors or about illustrators as long as like, oh, it looks good. And of course what is good that's really subjective especially when it comes to art uh i also am not necessarily a fan of going through like the top mangas or even the top animes and watching those because at least from the anime front i have actually watched quite a bit of right? the top anime exactly. so it's no point going to like what 350th what's, what's, place what's the next after that right like when you start going into like oh this was an 8.59 this was an 8.58 it's like okay but at the same time now it's like rather than like watching it for enjoyment i'm more doing it as a completionist kind of thing and there is a little bit of emptiness from that because you know that like the main focus is just this was highly rated therefore i should watch it but it's not based on like your own perception of what is considered highly rated yeah and furthermore like if we go by certain genres like I have made it extremely apparent throughout this podcast that I like Shoujo Ai and Yuri stuff. And unfortunately, minus maybe one or two series, namely Citrus and Bloom Into You, um, there is not a lot of highly rated uh, Yuri or Shoujo Ai, despite them being actually very good. Yeah, we had a chat about this because, like, I actually, uh, this is like the most like scuffed 
breakdown of the Mal database for Yuri slash girl love and Yaoi slash boy love. Um, it, it's actually like there's almost like six times as many Yaoi properties compared to Yuri properties. The distribution is not that different, but it's like it's very stark that like there's a lot more like highly rated yaoi compared to yuri again this is very scuffed i'm maybe including some erotica or even like the h stuff in there um but uh you know just take whatever i said with a grain of salt i also you should take my opinion with a grain of salt but i personally believe that uh the amount of yaoi works are not only a lot more as will mentioned but I think are a lot more higher quality as well because I think Shoujo and Yuri have a lot of trash. Of course, Yaoi has a lot of trash and Boy Love stuff has a lot of trash too. But uh, usually, at least for people who don't know, uh, a lot of readers who or watchers of Yaoi Boy Love stuff is usually female, oriented to females. And the opposite is true for Shoujo and Yuri is usually catered to males. Of course, it's not like a full like thing but well, they did do like surveys like maybe a couple years like some of them dating back to even 10 years ago and talking about like viewership and readership of yuri and yaoi and it turns out that you know whilst yaoi has always been pretty high yuri is steadily catching up of course not in terms of like total numbers but averages and it seems now it's like there's actually a lot more people that are watching and reading yuri but i think because of the fact that yaoi had such a large head start that there's bound to be some catch up from Yuri and it does mean that sometimes you kind of have to put out a rush product which doesn't get well received by the community I also think that the last thing I would say about this is in general right and this is again very blanket statement is uh, Yuri people who like shoujo and Yuri or girl love stuff are usually very low key about it and are not really in your face about it but uh, a lot of yaoi people or a lot of fans are very proud, and they should be, of their tastes and are not afraid to voice their opinions and therefore are very vocal. I mean, so, like, do Yuri paddles exist? They do, right? They do, but, but not as like no one gives a shit about yeah, that. Not as prominently as, I mean, there was that revival like, Yaoi paddle controversy on Kickstarter, like we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah, and like if you look at, what was it, Sakam, what was the name of the Boy Love anime? this season sakamichi and minato or something i'll I'll pull it up you can keep talking but that anime is very highly rated in fact it's very close to an eight if i remember right it's like 7.9 something it was very i think i think it might have breached an eight um let me just quick quick look it was it began with an s for sure uh yes sasaki to miyano at 8.03 okay so it, it even breached an eight so you would have won your bet if we waited a little bit longer with a boy love entry. Yeah. It um, is what it is though, right? I mean like again, like we called the bet at a certain time. Like, it didn't it didn't reach the cutoff point. So there, we have to have stipulations. And right? the manga if you were to because Wow, uh, that's a high score for a manga. Holy shit. W- w- what is it, Will? 8.49. And popularity wise, I mean like look, there's probably could be a lot fewer people who use Mal as a manga database, but the fact that it's like in the top 1000, like it's its popularity is 717. That's pretty fucking high side note uh will i did not expect our conversation to go ever go down the boy love girl love route well we're here now i mean it was was more just talking about how you go about looking and like finding stuff to read and watch and then now we're talking about why yaoi and yuri are popular and yaoi is miles ahead but yuri is slowly gaining uh on on your on yaoi so i i also going back to the original question that will uh postulate to me 
when it comes to like uh, manga, for example, recently I have been watch- reading a lot of stuff that didn't have an anime adaptation, but then during the course of me reading it, had an anime adaptation. Now, some of these are obviously not surprising. So, for example, if you were to go back in time, you would know that I read you Shikimori talk, isn't just a cutie. You have to talk Komi as well. I talk about Komi, but Komi has been dying for an anime adaptation since God, like forever, since the dawn of existence. Uh, I read Blue Lock before it was announced that there was an anime. Dress Up Darling. Like, we read Spike's Family, but Spike's Family will, it was kind of obvious that, like, they had to do it or else. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Spike's is fucking great. So, I'm not saying necessarily, my point that I'm saying is not like, oh, I'm a sage that can predict the next anime that will be adapted, although I have that ability. I, I am a sage, I'm a prophet. So, but what I really want to say is the amount of, I guess, knowledge that you get from reading the source that is either ahead of the anime or even before the anime premieres is a very new experience to me because I usually back then was always just an anime watcher, period. And I was always well known within my friend group to be the anime and manga guy, despite all of them, most of them have varying degrees of dedication towards anime and manga. So I went about anime through seasonals. That's it. Uh, I would lurk around Reddit a lot and Mal a lot, but never really comment or say anything. And to try to be part of that community, because unfortunately, until very recently, no one is as dedicated to anime and manga as I was. And I think also like when you talk about like the, the, the greater community outside as well, whenever you're talking about something that's current, something that is like very fresh, like freshly released within the, the past like two seasons, I would even say like stuff that came out a year ago is going to start feeling a bit old for people because like there's always new stuff coming. I mean, dude, like we had a season where it was like new Attack on Titan, new Demon Slayer, and now we're going to get new Shield Hero and new Kaguya-sama. Like there's always these diehard fan bases that are just waiting for the next best thing that keeps coming up. Now, for me, like, because I hadn't started this journey a long, long, long time ago, like, I, I didn't really have much of an affiliation with Kaguya-sama. I didn't really know all that much about Shield Hero. And it was only in the last two, three months that I actually consumed them. And now, like, yeah, I could definitely be part of that community. But I wouldn't say that I have that same level of dedication. I think for me, it was always, like, what was popular? What was stuff that, like, people, like, really, really like watching? What are the classics, quote-unquote, that I might have missed out on and I needed to catch up on, right? So, basically, you know, catching up on, for example, like, GTO or watching more of Monster or reading Monster, even though, like, it's a classic. It came out, like, 15, 20 years ago, and now I'm finally getting around to watching it or reading it. But recently, because, you know, part of the whole JP scheduling that we do, you know, we do seasonal reviews and premieres uh, every year, every every couple months, actually. So one thing that I started doing was just basically looking at what was coming out and seeing what was interesting. And then, of course, there's going to be certain indicators that allowed for me to be like, yeah, that should be pretty cool, like looking at the studio, right? So say, for example, yeah, like, like Cloverworks, when the Wonder Egg came out, like Wonder Egg looked fucking like, I didn't understand what was what was supposed to be advertised with the poster. But no saw, one did, by but, the way. But I saw Cloverworks. I was like, hey, look, this could be pretty cool. Awesome. I think. I mean, I, I mean, how did you end up picking up Akudama Drive? Oh, you want to know that story? That's actually a pretty funny story, which yeah. was I was I was going through all the seasonal premieres, and I was just like, 
flipping through and I actually dismissed Akudama Drive without watching it in the beginning. And then I was ready to uh, play video games while I was going to watch Akudama Drive in the background as just like muted, by the way. And then long story short, uh, I did not play that video game very long or I kept dying and I ended up uh, unmuting Akudama Drive watched the first episode, and the first thing that came to mind is this needs to be known to Will. Will needs to know the existence of this. This is fucking crazy. You also had to hold back on the studio that was producing it as well. And yeah. when I found out it was Piero, that fucking blew my mind. I mean, yeah, I, I dismissed it. Also, one of the reasons was because of Piero. So I think that uh, the anime studio that's attached to anime I care way, way more about that rather than the property themselves. Because right? like, if you see something that is like A1 Pictures, Dogokopo, um, it could be uh, Leiden Films, right. it could be uh, like Bones or Wits. Well, for me, it's like not necessarily the big, big studio. So not but, MAPPA. But, but the but, recognizable right? Ones, like, right? for example, if... Like Kyoto Kobo. animation. Togokobo is like nowhere near that level, but you know that you're. I mean, like, what is is? Um, I'm a Togokobo believer. Like Shikamori uh, is Togokobo, right? Yes. Yeah. So is um, engaged to the unidentified. I mean, OLM is doing Komi, and like OLM is not like the most reputable, but yeah. they, they did a good job with Komi can communicate. Senpai is annoying. Is also done by Togokobo. To me, Togokobo is the rising star, really. But for example, like like they they, they have good consistent product and, and that's, they also, what you, that's what you like that's what you want out of a studio it doesn't have to be a blockbuster they just have to be good that's it and i also think in doga kobo's case or even in cloverworks case the their style or when they attach themselves to a property like okay this is being very generalized but for example when i hear kyoto animation the first thing that comes to mind is cute girls doing cute things it will look gorgeous as heck or it might make me cry or make you cry because Violet Evergarden is the best thing ever as well. If I think of Trigger, for example, I will think of original, wacky, bombastic, action-packed anime. I when I think of like uh, you know Cloverworks, I just think gorgeous as well, but not in the way of Kyoto Animation, but just equally fantastic. Um, and Dogakobo now I associate with very slice of life. Uh, with very good animation. So not all of them have that identity. For example, MAPPA does everything. Production IG does everything. So it's really hard to say, oh, Production IG is well known for having this kind of motif or style. But for example, I think Wit Studio has a very good mixture of, like I would consider if Wit Studio were to attach themselves to a property, I would say like, oh, that is like the art house studio. You know what I mean? Like that is. I like, mean, look no further than ranking of kings, right? Some ranking. Great pretender. Fucking great. Great pretender looked fucking gorgeous as well. Uh, and it, if, if we just look at this season as well, right? A lot of the stuff that's coming out that we actually have on our potential to watch lists. I mean, we're talking about like studios that most people probably haven't really come across. I mean. There's Shine Animation or Synergy SP. Uh, there's Agiado. There's EMT Squared, OLM, Dogokobo, Project Number no. 9. Uh, but these are all studios that are actually like working on properties that you and I are, are probably, if not definitely, going to watch. Yeah, and furthermore, like it's really hard sometimes when you say that, oh, this is the animation studio's first work because sometimes that is a very bad thing because everyone's an amateur or it is literally... 
person or a bunch of people from X famous studio decides to branch off and start their own studio. Like when you said, when we found out a long time ago that Sain Saru uh, is the brainchild of Masaki Yuasa and Ong Young Choi, it's just like there's nothing else that needs to be said, right? Like that is credibility given in, in like inherently because those names carry weight. But all of a sudden, if I told you like Grafinica did records of Ragnarok and you're just like, who the fuck is Grafinica? And we couldn't even find like talent or name attached to it. We're just like, ooh. I mean, look, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but mm, you know, like. Yeah. So it's a, in a way, it, it, it's always nice to see like a studio you recognize. Like if you see something that's done by a production IG or Bones or PA Works A1, then yeah, it could potentially be something that's good. But we also have been burned by that before. Say, for example, with Doku 24th Ward and Cloverworks, that was a steaming pile of shit. But they also managed to do fucking Dress Up Darling and a KB Sailor Uniform. And uh, Hori Hor- Mia. Well, I'm talking about just like the previous season. Oh, but yes, yeah. Mia as well. And also Wonder Egg, right? So exactly. Like, it's always a mixed bag. There's always going to be like your Hori Mias and your Dress Up Darlings and your Akebis. And then there's also going to be Hot Trash, like Tokyo 24th Ward and the ending of you know, one direct priority that is in of itself, like an episode technically, if you, if we, if we dig up enough information, um, we're going to have to do a Cloverworks analysis at some point. But oh, no, no, we, we are. We, yeah. We'll have that schedule for much, much later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, you know, just going back onto the, 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 the main discussion here, well, main discussion, main discussion where we're talking about like just how we go around picking anime. Like it, it it's always been like very like, simplistic for me. It's just, does it look good? Do I know enough about the studios or the voice actors and actresses that are on there? Do I know much about the director that's writing it? Or maybe there's an actual separate writer? Or, you know, is this an original? Is this going to be, like, an adaptation from something? And then maybe I'll look at the source. Oh, the source is a 7.7 or, like, a uh, an 8.2. Oh, that's actually really fucking good. Maybe I should go check it out. For me, I think, uh, especially recently, how I would go about picking certain things out of thin air is through the topic. So, for example, lately, I have been reading a lot of stuff that has to do with herbs, potions, and apothecary. So, for example, I've not said this in the official episodes, but I've read a manga called The Apothecary Diaries, which is very highly rated. Uh, it's even on the survey for animes that uh, mangas that should get an anime adaptation survey. Remember, we reported on it. I think like well, last year it was in the top ten. Yeah, this it was year, number ten. Yeah, this year I think it, it's an entry again, but they haven't released the results yet because they usually put well. They, last year they put the results at the end of March, so we're about well. I mean, depending on when this releases, um, it it could be like a week from now. It could be very very soon, and we'll report on it for sure. But Apothecary Diaries is basically CSI. In the Imperial Palace, which sounds really fucking cool, actually, it is awesome. By the way, did you know that they revived uh, CSI? They brought Grissom back, Grissom, yeah, the original Grissom as well. Look, the guy is really good. The actor for the original CSI, John Grissom, is awesome. But like, bro, like, okay, okay, we're 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 getting off track. But even though that's the point of BP, so Apothecary Diaries is basically about herbs and CSI and analyzing stuff through poison or lack thereof. Then I went to Banished from the Heroes Party, which is about a guy who starts a apothecary store at the edge of the world because he just wants to chill the fuck out. Then, I haven't said this yet, but Will knows, is 
I have been watching currently, the Saints Magic is omnipotent. Yeah, the omnipotent one, right? Yeah, omnipotent. Yeah, so that one is about a woman who is isekai and then deals with herbs and potions and stuff. So it's just like I have these sort of moments where I would check out a topic of discussion and then or theme. Actually, I think the appropriate term is theme and then check out good works that touch on those themes. Yeah, I mean, not not different from me either. Like if I like watching like thrillers and suspense and action-driven anime and manga, I will go down that route, right? Like, so it's like, you know, me watching Samurai Champloo, and it's like, okay, well, you know what? Like, if I'm watching Champloo, I gotta watch Bebop. If I'm watching Bebop, I gotta watch other space operas. I gotta watch some thrillers. I then move over into Monster and start reading 20th Century Boys, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, a lot of times, because of the fact that it's Naoki Urasawa, right? That's the guy who wrote um, 20th Century Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy who wrote Pluto as well. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, inevitably, I'm going to read Pluto as well. So I have to say, Pluto, I mean, you've known my thoughts, and you listeners have known my thoughts on Pluto. Fantastic, and I give zero slept shit. On? You think very slept on? Because when you talk about Urasawa's work, right, you're, you're going to bring up 20th Century Boys. You're going to bring up Monster, but you don't really hear much about Pluto. That is extremely accurate. But I also think that it is like should get its own brand of recognition as well because I give zero shits about Astro Boy, but I give a hundred percent dedication towards Pluto and fully endorse it. It's great. So look, it's really hard nowadays to sort of say like how you go about certain things, especially when it comes to anime and manga, when something can literally be about nothing. Well, it's also like slice someone, of life. Yeah, when someone just comes up to you, and says, oh, can you recommend like a, a fluffy comedy for me? And then like even before like they even get you even answer, I'm just like, well, what are your stipulations? Like, are you talking about like do you want cute girls doing cute things? Do you want like a fluffy romance? Do you want like a comedy that's like, a little bit slapstick, but you can also see like friendships building from it? Like that could be fluffy too. And then at that point, the the person in question is like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna peace out. And watch Game of Thrones or something. So, look. For example, when it comes to cute girls doing cute things or slice of life. In Akebi's Sailor Uniform, there was one episode where they just go around to the different student clubs. And, like, you know, see what's it all about. On paper, that sounds such a fucking boring, mundane episode. It is, by the way. Or you talk about slow loop. But they talk about the different artificial hooks they use to be able to attract different fish. And, like... Well, like, what does that mean? Anything for me? But actually, but at like, least that's knowledge, yeah. right? Or like, again, like if we talk about like the predecessor of like cute girls doing these kinds of hobbies, right? Like fucking Yuru camp. It's just girls going camping, right? But at the same time, like, does it really matter what they're doing if the whole point is just to watch something really fluffy? I guess that's in the end. That's why it's like it's always an important question of. What's your shtick? Like, what's the main thing that appeals to you, and therefore we can maybe derive a product or like a series that can meet that 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 need for you? And I think with anime and manga, of course, you can probably say the same thing about like manhwa webtoons. Actually, wait, those are all like art mediums. Well, okay, yeah. uh, anime mediums. So, okay, how about like live action? Right? Yeah, I'm very invested in anime and manga, almost like a hundred percent. That's all I watch, all I read. Uh, I still watch and read a bunch of live action or books as well. But to me, 
I'm very invested in anime and manga in yeah. general. Well, so. even with like live action as well, it's like if you're going to be talking about like a suspense action or like a crime reaction, it's like, are you going to watch Peaky Blinders? Are you going to watch Sons of Anarchy? Are you going to watch like fucking? Uh, are, are, are you going to watch anything that's like Gotham based? Like, there's there's a lot of there's still a lot of stuff within it. Like, it's still very much like, what's the main appeal about a specific edgy show or like a specific cute drama that like, regardless of what the topic is that's what appeals to you the thing is though with live action stuff for example if there is a series that i said is a bunch of girls that try to form a band but instead they just drink tea all day you will look at me and be like or they get part-time jobs to be able to buy instruments and that's like literally like a full-on episode an episode talking about the band buying a guitar that's one episode I'll, you will, it's a cute fucking episode it's an awesome episode but it's got nothing to do with music right right it's nothing to do with uh how good k-on is on paper but k-on is awesome and that episode I, I really is like so K-On. sweet but if i were to tell someone oh this episode or this anime is about girls who like non-non biori right or girls talking about like how to eat specific meats or like why desserts should be eaten a certain way then like hey maybe lucky star is your thing or maybe it isn't right or, or restaurant to another world i guess but at least certain shows like yuru camp you learn some rudimentary knowledge about that topic but there are certain shows that are fantastic, like Tamako Market. Tamako Love Market? No, Tamako Love Story is the movie. Tamako Market is Tamako the... Market is the anime. In Tamako Market... So fluffy. You don't learn anything, really. You just watch a girl living in a market, and that's it. But, like, do you need anything else? N- no. But to convince someone who doesn't have that context of cute girls doing cute things or slice of life, it's like the fuck are you talking about yeah i think in the end like what we're trying to surmise here is that like it it, it can be difficult to really like pick something to watch but a lot of times it's just all you have to do is just think about like what's the main sort of genre or theme and then from that you can start going into subgenres, and then maybe start using like your prior knowledge of a director or a studio and that could help for you to pick stuff i think now it's like i'm less driven by what's popular and more by what potentially could be interesting for me regardless of whether it's director i know or a studio that's is like super super well known all right okay so um i think our food has arrived or time just in time and uh i will get into our housekeeping uh will you can you, you can talk on the phone this is the bp here so um just a bit of housekeeping guys uh, this is the Good Anime Palette podcast. You can always reach us through our email, gapalette at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. You can also contact us on Twitter using the handle at palettegood. That's capital P and capital G, all one word. We have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash palettegood, capital P, capital G, all one word. We have a website. You should check it out, www.goodanimepalette.com, all lowercase, all one word. You can join us on Discord. There is a Mal Club. Um, Will's uh, dog is going ape shit, but the dog is cute as hell, so we'll let it go. Music credits for this episode. Believe it or not, we actually have music credits for bits and pieces. It is Comfortable Right Here by Eolot is our intro music, and our outro music is Future Vise by Kyo. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll just continue on with the housekeeping. Our music was provided courtesy of EpidemicSound.com. Sorry about that. If you are interested in using Epidemic Sound as a service, we'll have a referral link that's provided for you in the show description.
All right, so um, Will is still going to get our food from downstairs. Uh, I would just like to sort of say, like, we really want to do a lot more with the Good Anime Palette podcast, but at the end of the day, it's just Will and I, two dudes, trying to do everything, and we don't, we're just like casual fans, I guess, of podcasts and anime and manga, and now, all of a sudden, within a span of one year, we are known within our friend group as the anime and manga duo, and uh, we are on all these platforms for like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all these things. So we, I would just like to say, like, before I sign off, at least that um, thanks for joining us on this journey. Uh, this journey is hopefully is going to be a very long one, and um, hopefully uh, you guys will be here to stay. And we have a bunch of stuff actually that is going to be awesome. Because hold on, let me let, let me check this out for real quick. Believe it or not, Will and I have gone over tentatively all the topics until July of 2024. Will, I'm, I'm telling everyone about not all the topics. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep going. If you want to cut this, that's fine, because after the housekeeping, you can just cut it. But um, I'm just informing the listeners of um, the fact that in a span of one year, we went from talking about anime just you and i to talking about anime to listeners from all around the world and it's just been a fantastic journey and it will continue to be a fantastic journey right yeah should we do a a special shout out to ohio as well yo yo i don't know why but buckeyes you guys you guys holding it down over there midwest ohioans or ohioans buckeyes Oh, Buckeyes. I, I, I was wondering what you were saying. I was like, yeah, Buckeyes. I was like, Buckeyes? What are you calling them? Buckeyes? Look, look, I went to Purdue University. I'm all about the Big Ten. We're all we're cool. You know, Ohio State's really good for, you know, football, whatever. Also, shout out to a very particular individual who I talked to on Discord for three hours yet last night. Uh, she is a very close friend of Will and I, and it is all due to the podcast. And... uh she has wished you happy birthday, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have established and forged all these new relationships with all these people. And we want to hear from all of you, whether it's positive or negative, whether it is minor or major. Just just chill. Talk to us. I wasn't sure you heard my dog barking earlier. Oh, I did. Yeah. But I just sorry about that. Came with I just went with it. So I've got an old ass dog that doesn't like being left alone. So when I went out to get the food. He started barking. But uh, yeah. Uh. Well, we have topics that are subject to change, but at least on the planning schedule until July of 2024. Only 24? I thought we had stuff to 2025. No, no, because we didn't oh, we, have, we have... We have certain frameworks. We don't have all the topics yet. Exactly right. So um, the stuff that is con- planned, so to speak, is all the way till 2024, Expect July. another two years or more of Good and Made Palette podcast. No, no, no. Not, not just two years. Two years or more, I said. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. We got, we, I mean, like, we'll, we'll start planning out 2027 in, uh, in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the food's here. Uh, I'm fucking starving. So uh, you wrapped up already with the... Yeah, yeah, I did all the housekeeping. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for checking in. Uh, we will be back soon. Uh, hopefully, we can do more of these. It's, it's refreshing where we don't have to, like, stick specifically to like a topic or a script we can just kind of free ball and say whatever you want i mean who would have thought that we talk about yuri and yeah hell no i thought like we would never have that conversation despite Where's the fact that i want it 
Yeah, it, it felt nice. I mean, it's like it's just nice. It's natural, to to, right? It's, it just feels nice to talk about stuff that isn't like specifically like pertaining to a topic or a theme that we want to talk about. It's just whatever is happening in the world of manga and anime and how it affects us and how I want to share it with you guys. Yeah. So that's that's it for now, guys. All right. So enjoy uh, your weekends or whenever this gets released. Uh, we'll catch you all very very soon. Take care, y'all. Peace. Hey guys, uh, this is after the fact. Uh, Will and I are now editing this episode of Bits and Pieces, and I discovered that I actually made a mistake for the music credits. So uh, for those who are aware, uh, Comfortable Right Here by Eolot is for our After Dark opening. But our Bits and Pieces opening for Season 3 is actually Just One More Night With You by Thiago. The ending is still Futurevised by Kyo. Uh, so sorry for that mix-up. Just having a really rough day today. Will, you anything you want to say? Buckle up, bitches. We're going to have more and more mistakes in our cleanups in the future. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, y'all. <laughs>